Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, welcome back to the Ohio Wind. And hey, we got a special guest with us, Stephen Shalowitz, um, uh, who is a podcaster and uh, he also is a photographer. A lot of interesting stories. Um, it is the, I, and I want to make sure I'm having this right, Stephen. It's the one way ticket show, correct? Yes, that's right. And first of all, thanks to you, Chris and Craig, for having me on the Ohio Wind. And I have to say, even though I'm a fellow Midwesterner, I'm originally from Chicago, I live in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only been to Ohio once in my life, and that was when I was a kid and we were driving through and we spent the night. I can't even remember where, I'm sorry to say, but there's oh, okay. so many places in Ohio that I want to visit, especially I want to visit Cleveland to see okay. the Art Museum, to see the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and yeah. also you have a fantastic symphony in Cleveland. So yes. um, I'm all about Ohio, so once we can all start traveling again, I look forward to visiting Ohio. But thanks so much for having me on and for allowing me to um, share a little bit about um, everything. And I'm glad you asked about my podcast. I'd like to give a shout out. It's called The One Way Ticket Show. And uh, I explore with my acclaimed guests. We can talk about some of them if you like. um, Where they would go if given a one-way ticket, no coming back. But their destinations may be in the past, present, future, real imaginary, or state of mind. And we also talk about their life and their work. And I've been doing it for just over nine years right now. Yeah. And it's been an absolute labor of love. I've had many people on the show that I'm sure many of your wonderful listeners have heard of. Everyone from Dick Cavett to Charles Osgood, Mo Rocca, um, John Dickerson from CBS, Mo Rocca from CBS, um, uh, Alan Dershowitz, the famed law professor, as well as Anthony Scaramucci, who everybody knows. Mm-hmm. He was one of my all-time favorites. I, I have, All my guests are favorites, actually. But I've had some wonderful, wonderful people. And uh, if your listeners want to check it out, they can go to theonewayticketshow.com. Once again, theonewayticketshow.com. Or they can search for The One Way Ticket Show wherever they download their podcasts. Yeah, very interesting. I love the concept of it. And Thank you've you. had a lot of interesting guests on there. Um, what, any answer really surprised you? I mean... You mentioned about four or five people I want to listen to the show and see how they responded. What sure. was there, I guess, a answer that kind of made you scratch your head a little bit? Um, every answer is really unique, Chris, and mm-hmm. every answer has a backstory. And so, when a, a I'll give you some answers in a sec, but oh, when, yeah. when a guest gives an answer, um, in response to where they'd like to go, we then explore why, what they would do there, what they would take with them who they might take with them, who they might like to meet there, what they would hope to get out of the experience, 
Um, if their one-way ticket destination at all impacts them now, if they thought about it before I asked them. So we do really a deep dive. We have a really robust conversation. Some of the guests, it's really interesting because um, uh, I've had every kind of uh, uh, answer you can ever imagine. Um, some guests want to go to Paris. Some guests want to go to Paris of the 1920s. Some mm. want to go back to the Belle Epoque era of Paris, right? So okay. I've had some answers, but with different time frames. Mm. But then I had one guest on the program whom I dearly love and who's become a very good friend. She's a very well-known chef, and she specializes in the foods of the Mediterranean and the Middle East. And she wanted her one-way ticket to be a confectioner in the kitchens of Sultan Suleiman the Magnificent at the height of mm. the Ottoman Empire. Wow. And so that conversation just absolutely blew up into so many different parts about yeah. what kind of foods they ate there. And, you know, what was it like to be a woman then? And mm -hmm. what was it like to be in the Sultan's palace then? And, and all the rest. And we just went just all over the place on that. Dick Cavett, though, the famed talk show, yeah. who you may know, he's, he was on twice. And he was just absolutely lovely and very charming. And he wanted his one-way ticket to have a meal for eternity with Oscar Wilde in Oscar Wilde's favorite London pub or the Savoy Hotel dining room. And I oh, thought wow. that was actually very charming. I had just mentioned, for example, John Dickerson, the former host of Face the Nation, and he's a 60-minute <laughs> correspondent. I think you know who he is. Um, and he is a real, real scholar. He's just such a bright, insightful guy. He's written uh, several books, and his latest book is called um, The Hardest Job. And it's about the U.S. presidency. And I thought he would want his one-way ticket to something very Americana, okay? Mm -hmm. But instead, he selected his one-way ticket to J.R.R. Tolkien's The Shire, mm -hmm. right? From, from the world of J.R.R. Tolkien and The Hobbit. And I thought that was so curious. And it really threw me for a loop when I first heard it. And we were recording. And I thought, holy smokes, what am I going to do with this? Because... But we had such a, a, a lovely conversation around that. So really, every guest is um, is has a unique uh, and interesting one-way ticket answer. And interestingly, though, um, now that Earth Day is, we're recording this now in the time-space continuum of podcasts, because right. podcasts are evergreen, so people will listen to this 300 sure. years from now, hopefully. But we're, mm -hmm. we're recording this now a couple of days before Earth Day. And so several of my recent guests have had very Earth Day focused one way ticket destinations talking about things like sustainability. And I purposely had them on, not that I would that I would know what their one way ticket destinations were, but they came from that world. And so I wanted to have them have that kind of a focus given um, Earth Day that's coming up. I would agree that, man, if you ask, if I was a guest for the you asked me that question, I'm sure it would be someplace exotic or someplace I would dream for. Was there a destination that you said, wow, that doesn't seem to be as exotic? Like Paris would be a choice. I'm sure most of your guests would do, but was there kind of like a, oh, a small town or somebody like, what? Yeah, never actually, heard of there were, actually there were, but before, before that, I should say also, you know, some, because it can be a state of mind. I've had, yeah. I or or um, or something metaphysical, if you will. I had one guest who was who's a singer. He wanted a one-way ticket to an audience, and then I had oh, a, yeah. his his twin brother, whom he sings with and sometimes collaborates with, wanted a one-way ticket to gratitude. Okay, oh, but interestingly, okay. when you talk about the small towns, 
I have had people that have wanted their one-way tickets to small towns. Um, uh, I had, um, for example, um, you know, several people because they got married in a small town or they came from a small town. Um, I had the, um, you know, so, so yeah, so some people, because they want to go back to their roots, if you will. So sometimes they do want to have a small town. Uh, but again, there's no coming back on these one-way ticket journeys. I mean, some people want a one-way ticket. I I had one guest who's sadly, he passed away. He was a lovely man. He was a very well-known sculptor and he wanted his one-way ticket to be the head stonemason at Machu Picchu in Peru when Machu Picchu was being built. Okay. And yeah, I, I, have, I have other guests that oh, I had one guest who was the known guy for um, happiness. He he led the most popular. He taught the most popular class at Harvard on happiness. He runs Tal Ben Shahar is his name. He runs the Happiness Institute. And he wanted his one way ticket to be at Aristotle's Lyceum in ancient Greece. So some okay. go way, way back, you know, before the days of Novocaine and air conditioning. And, yeah. you know, they're going way back. But nevertheless, they really want to go there to experience that and to stay there because they got to stay there. And I make that very clear. There's no coming back. Oh, okay. So if you go back in time, you're back in time. There's no Novocaine. You're going back in time. And that's part of the fun of it, though, because then we start asking about things like um, what would you take with you from today that you would want to show people back then? Right. Like an iPhone, for example, because. Because Tal, the the guest that I was just talking about, um, he said he would like to take his iPhone. And he said, I, I, he, he did say that he thought that Aristotle did think that something like that could be possible. So it's about time travel in some cases, or it's about, you know, the here and now, but in a different sort of configuration. Like Anthony Scaramucci wanted his one-way ticket to New York 50 years from now. Oh, okay. You know? or I think it was 40 years from now, it was a time period in the future. I had Brooklyn Borough President uh, Eric Adams won his one-way ticket to ancient Sumer. He's running for mayor of New York. Mm-hmm. But then the Bronx Borough President wanted his one-way ticket to 50 years from now in the Bronx. So it can yeah. also be okay. that kind of a situation that we talk about what they're doing then to get to that place. Yeah. Now, it'd be interesting. Obviously, it's um, you know just a discussion that could go anywhere but i'm thinking if i bring an iphone back to aristotle are we assuming that the wi-fi works back then (laughs) i can make anything happen for you okay so So at least we'll have like wi-fi in aristotle's house because part of having the iphone is i want to show aristotle say hey look at the internet i got here look at you know well it has to be so let's put it this way i i explained to my guests if they want to take someone with them, if they want to take anything, okay. that can be fully functioning once they're there, right? Because wow. no okay. use to just bringing back the device if it doesn't function. You can't see all the apps and gizmos and bells and whistles. So it's a good show, too. I'm, I'm a big history buff. and obviously, Me too. Oh, that, that, if you love history, then tune in because I've had so many people going back in time in history and then we talk about those historical events, whether oh, it's yeah. Alexander the Great or, you know, 1492 Spain or Columbus's mm-hmm. expedition, which was a separate guest, or um, you know Italy during the Renaissance period, and so on and so forth. Yeah, I yeah, don't I think, think any one of my guests has wanted to go to Ohio though yet. Yeah, <laughs> that was, think of it. we're the Ohioan, and we talk pop culture, so we're interested in other stuff. But I was going to ask you that. I mean, yeah, no one's the, to, listen, I've, done, I've, done two, I've done 228 episodes. 
over nine plus years and nobody has yet said that they want to go to Ohio. But I will say, though, if any of your listeners personally know John Kasich, please send okay. him my way because I've tried six ways from Sunday to reach out to him because I've been wanting to have him on my show forever, even when he was governor, um, before he was running for president and the whole thing. And I couldn't get to him. And I want John Kasich on my show and any other well-known Ohioans. I would love to bring him on. So all, all well-known Ohioans, please, yes. I want to have you on my show to talk about Ohio and also where you'd want to go on your own ticket. Because I also talk about, you know, their lives, their work and other things. It's not just the one-way ticket part. So we give Ohio a huge shout out. Yeah. And we only let well-known Ohioans listen in. If you're not oh, well-known Ohio, you know, <laughs> I like that. Don't download. Listen, I, have a very I have a very global audience, you know. Good. Oh, I yeah. I mean, I have listeners all over the place, so. Well, one of these days, I'm going to shock um, Craig, and we have another coach, Brandon, who isn't able to be here today. Um, we have a global audience, too, and you never think about that if you think of the Ohioan, but we have people listening from different countries and everything. It's very it's very strange, but it's always fun. I love now, it. Tell me, and we're going to talk a little bit about China, but before we get there, um, when can we hear – is it a weekly podcast? Oh, when does it usually come on? Sure, that's very kind of you. Thanks for asking, Chris. Um, I, I release every other Tuesday. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, great. every other Tuesday. Um, without fail, rain or shine, I'm just like the postman. I always deliver. Uh, every birthday, though, I'm delivering a special episode, so that's a bonus. Every once in a while, I have a bonus episode. But every other Tuesday, again, theonewayticketshow.com, or uh, folks can search for it at – the one-way ticket show wherever they download their podcasts and i'm on all social media steven shallowitz at steven shallowitz yeah yeah and we'll put some links with on um, the podcast so oh, that's it should be good. thank you well let's talk a little bit um i i love travel and i love when people travel to different places that one may not normally travel to and you've got a million stories with that um and hey it'll be good for you to come back on but let's talk a little bit about China, because that was one of the areas that you've had a lot of experience in. Uh, China's been in the news now politically. You know, uh, if you're a Republican or Democrat, you have different ideas about China. But tell me a, bit, a little bit about your experience there. Sure. Well, you said I've been all over the place, and it's true. I've been to probably 70-odd countries, everywhere from North Korea to Algeria to Syria, Iran, Saudi Arabia. But I've only been to Ohio once. Uh, and there was as a kid, as I said, so I'm long overdue. But as for China, um, I was actually interested in China since I was a kid. Um, and um, China was just opening up then. And I'm talking about the early 1970s. And so that was the time Nixon went and journalists were going. And, um, and so these reports were coming back from China. And I was seeing this and I just thought it was so fascinating. And it so intrigued me as a child that... It was a country that I started studying then, and I knew that when I got to college, I wanted to study China and Chinese. So I majored in Chinese language and literature. I went to Washington U in St. Louis for my undergrad. And um, my first time in China was actually back in 1983. Okay, so we're talking about 38 years ago. And China had just come out of the Cultural Revolution in 1976, so it was just a couple years after that. And I then went back to China. So I was a student in China then at Nanjing University. Then after I graduated from college, 
Um, I went back to China in 86, 87, back and forth between Chicago and China. I was working for a woman that was producing TV programs for China and Western management. And then after I went to graduate school, I went to Johns Hopkins to study international relations, but focused on China. I moved to Singapore. And then from there, I moved to China, where I lived for seven years, moved back to Singapore, then to the U.S. So I was living in China, then for, in Hong Kong for a few months, in Beijing, Guangzhou, and Shanghai. So I have a very long expanse of seeing China at different stages of development, everything from 1983 to my last visit in 2012, right before I went to North Korea for a visit, I had to go through China. And China has changed exponentially. And people that go now to China can't comprehend what it was like back in the day when I first went. And believe me, there were people that went and got to China before I even got to China. So I'm not saying I was such a pioneer, but 38 years ago in China was very different than it was in the 90s and certainly today. You know, when I got there, and I'll just give you a few anecdotes. We it, Back then, you could not fly nonstop from the United States to China. Now you can fly on every which airline, right, nonstop. Yeah. Back then, I had to go from Chicago to L.A., L.A. to Tokyo. You had to overnight in Tokyo, and then you flew into China, okay? So it was like a whole trains, planes, automobiles, three-day process. And then I remember flying into Shanghai, and there was nothing but it was the airport at the time. And I'm sure many of your listeners are well-traveled, and I'm sure many of them have been to Shanghai today. Shanghai now has two airports. There's the old um, uh, Hongqiao Airport, which is the one that I landed at. And then there's the one in Pudong, which is the big Humongo Airport. When I landed at that airport, it was just rural around it, just fields and everything else. And you got off the plane. There was no uh, connector little thing that you go into a terminal. You walk down, you walk down the tarmac, and you walked into a building. <clears throat> and the airport, in effect, was just like the arrival hall was a big cavernous room. And the luggage was just sort of, it wasn't put on any one of those conveyor belts or anything. It was just sort of stacked off to the side. You selected your luggage and then they made you open up. They went through all the x-ray machines. And then they made you open up your luggage and there were attendants there searching your luggage, looking through any magazines you brought because at the time we were told bring magazines so people can learn about the United States, learn about Western fashion, you know, lifestyle, whatever. And they would like it as gifts because they used to like to cut out the the ads or the photos and then hang them up on the wall. Okay. So in any event, I thought this whole thing was such a spectacle. And I was told, don't take photos in airports in China because they're military installations as well. Well, of course, that I had like a temporary lapse of memory. And I took a photo and I remember everybody just jumped. I, I remember like it was yesterday. And they took my camera and they opened it up and then they, it was the days of film camera, they opened it up and they shut it so that that photo would not be um, obviously developed. But, but, that, but that's what the airport was like. It was just this big cavernous arrival hall. Whereas now you look at Google China's airports and they're the most fabulous structures you would ever see. We drove into we drove into uh, Shanghai at the time, and I'll just tell you one or two more anecdotes here because yeah, sure. just in the interest of time, I remember yeah. driving into Shanghai. I remember going to the Peace Hotel, which was the old venerable hotel, having some lunch there. We ultimately, I'm fast forwarding the story. 
We ultimately took a four-hour train to Nanjing, which is where we were studying. And it was the summer, and it was hot. And Nanjing is known as one of China's China's four furnace cities because it is so hot. The, the, the heat is just oppressive. And I remember going from the train station to the university, Nanjing University, and people just lining the streets waiting to go to sleep. They were sleeping outside because it was simply too hot to sleep in their apartments. And nobody had air conditioning, okay? People probably had fans, but you would see men in pajamas or pajama bottoms, sometimes no shirts. You would see women in sort of just nightgowns. You would see them lay their cots out on the sides of the street. And that's how they went to sleep in the summer. So Hmm. time has come a long way. And I've got countless other stories you know, to share of, of China, what it was like then, or, you know, in the ensuing years. So it's a, it was a vastly, vastly different place then. And it was absolutely fascinating. This was long before Starbucks and McDonald's and KFC and, you know, everybody was, you know, people were traveling by bicycle. It was the most fascinating thing. And I guess I'll just leave you with this story. We can pick it up another time. The Chinese, local Chinese were not allowed into hotels, into Western hotels. Oh, wow. Oh. And so that was a whole other thing. And I'd be glad to talk about that. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Another yeah. time. Anyway. Well, well, very good. I mean, I could listen all day. I love hearing about different cultures and how it's different in America and uh, different things to expect. So thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. Well, and again. A little stroll down China memory lane there for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, believe me. I, I took a trip recently to South America. I saw... Ecuador and Peru, and my wife's like, are you telling me stories again? Because she's my personal podcaster. I tell her stories all the time about my experiences down there and everything. So I definitely get it. It's fascinating. Love to have you back to talk more about sure. well, uh, that. Oh, uh, Again, uh, Stephen Chalowitz, um, again, the one-way ticket show. And you can check it out on the website. You can also check out anywhere where you download podcasts, much like the Ohioan. And again, very interesting guests from Dick Cavett to Anthony Scaramucci, uh, Tim Gunn, Mo Rocca, Charles Osgood. Lots of interesting guests. Can I tell you where Tim wanted his one-way ticket to? Oh, yes, please. Tim wanted his one-way ticket to his apartment. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine him saying something like that. That doesn't surprise me He was great. That interview lasted well over an hour because he was just so engaging anyway. Yeah, we we got to check out that show. Very very interesting Thank stuff. Well, well, Stephen, thanks so much. Don't be a stranger. We'd love to have you back on again. Oh, to come on. And, and thanks for checking the Highwind. You know, like we say, and our, our listeners know, we definitely focus on Ohio events, but we have a lot of guests uh, from pop culture um, and movies and everything else. Because again, in Ohio, we care about Ohio, but we also care about other stuff happening around us too. So, Stephen, you've been a great example of that. Thanks for coming on hang out for a second afterwards and to everyone else thanks for checking out the highland we'll be back shortly with another episode have a good one